and welcome to another Copcast podcast. It's a sad day for Liverpool fans. Big owner Solskjaer has been sacked as Manchester United manager. We'll see what other comedy ensues after this, but it's been a lovely time for everybody. Um, and we'll always have that 5 0. And almost as good as the 5 0 was a 4 0 against an Arsenal side that had been going pretty well. And the set Manchester United's troubles aside and talk about the Reds being really, really good again. Uh, I've got Jay Reed in Liverpool. I have Beryl Akis in the Netherlands. And I've got Neil Patterson in Dunnegal, as they say locally. So, Chief, um, first, first 25, 30 minutes, it's... I'd say it's cagey. It's, it felt like the first few rounds of a boxing match where, where the two fighters are trying to work each other out, maybe trying to find an opening. And a lot's been made about kind of the spat that happened, that happened on the touchline that ignited it. But we made a really good chance before then, the, the Thiago one. Um, where it's flicked on, he volleys it, Manny follows up to try and knock him into a bit of a scramble. And I think we're lifted from that point. Um, and then the goal again, it comes from a set piece. So I'm not sure how much of an impact that had, but it looked like the last 15 minutes of that half that would purposely up the ante. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I would agree it had been coming before the so-called spat. Uh, didn't we also have the salad chance before that where um, your man makes a phenomenal save? Um, what do you call him? Ramsdale. Uh, Salah hits it. Ramsdale makes the save. Just, I think it's just after the, the Thiago one, which man ends up scrambling um, sort of just wide. So it was coming. Uh, and then I think that we, we bust up, got the crowd going a bit more. And obviously that's, you know, it's a commentator's dream, something like that, or, you know, journalists to pick up on as well. And, um, that, you know, that sort of then became the narrative. But I think we were, we were just working them out. I think the first 20, 25 minutes, Arsenal did well. But as time was going on, Liverpool were beginning to carve out clearer and clearer chances. And their keeper was already keeping them in it. As we've mentioned there before, uh, we do get the breakthrough, and the breakthrough from that free kick is is as is as inevitable as they come. Really, you could you just knew it was happening. I think a commentator said, "Oh, I don't know who it was, maybe Tyler or maybe Carragher commented or whoever it was doing the doing the actual commentary said, you know, you don't want to be given, you know, what's coming when you give Trent Alexander Arnold the, the chance to cross from here." Or put the ball in from here, and he just whipped it in absolutely, and it's right on the man's head, and it's it's as it's it's like a computer game goal almost, you know, where you've worked out a cheat from a free kick, and, and this move always works, and you know from there we just without it without a streak in a way, sort of in in sort of thirteen fourteen style. From there, you know, the result was absolutely never in doubt, and you know I think. Um, I think Jada's goal in the manner of the finish sort of encapsulated that. It was only for 2-0, but the way he finished it was if it was, it was as if it was for five um, at that point. And Arsenal just couldn't cope. 
Um, they couldn't get out. They kept trying to play out and kept getting punished. And, you know, Liverpool moved up the gear slightly, but they never had to certainly uh, push out a third gear to to deliver what is, has become a, a root, our routine hammering of um, of that particular North London club. Yeah, and Beryl, it, it did turn out to be a hammering, and it's it's what's happened to them at Anfield in recent years. I went out to watch this game with a, a bit of trepidation, I must admit. I have um, often expressed my admiration for for this <laughs> this Arsenal side. I think they're good. I genuinely do. Um, I think they're maybe the best of the rest, but there's such a gulf between those top three teams and everybody else. You know, we beat United more than we beat them away. Um, but, you know, I think we can laugh. We can laugh at Arsenal, which we often do. But the reality is, Beryl, they come into this game 10 games unbeaten. Um, they've only conceded four goals in those games. And... We score four. Ramsdale's our best player. And we score four. And it, there's no exaggeration to say it, it could have been six or seven. And it's statistically our best XG performance um, this season so far. So, you know, I think we need to take a look at, at some of the attack and play um, in admiration because, like I say, this isn't necessarily a typical Arsenal side, although the result might suggest it. Yeah, it, um, you know, I, I had I had the uh, the trepidation that you had and uh, and, and the first 20 minutes w- were kind of nervy um, uh, because, you know, uh, although Arteta is a little twat, uh, you know, just, uh, to, to use the clinical term, um, he 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 is a good coach, I think, because you know tactically that they, they were they, they they knew what we were trying to do, what we always try to do, and and how to uh, you know how to to nullify some of our biggest threats, and you know our, our biggest threat from uh, uh, to to create chances, is of course, Trent, and and they they were uh, you know pressing Matip a lot just. To 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 not let him give the ball to to Trent, and when Trent got the ball, he only usually could play it back to to Matip or to to uh, the goalkeeper. So you know, at that time, I, I thought, okay, this is going to be a tough game. Um, but still, we 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 managed to 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 press them more and more, and to to just by keeping the ball and by being diligent and and patient, uh, things that we didn't do against, um, I think, against Brighton and against West Ham. Um, and, and, you know, we obviously learned our lesson. And I, I think uh, it, it makes a difference to have a, a, a fully fit Thiago in your team. <clears throat> um, and, you know, the, the pressure just was too much for them. And I think they are a good team, but I think they will be, if they can can hold this together, that they will be a good team in two years' time because you have all these... Um, really talented, very young players like you know the, the, their their left back Tavares, uh, who, who is you know who is a good football player, who's strong and quick and uh, and 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 muscled, 
uh, Trent off the ball for, uh, and then you know dribbled in <laughs> uh, uh, into his midfield, and then gave the ball to Diogo, Diogo Jota. So, um, and and then they were broken. And uh, but I I, th- I thought that the three nil was was a was a very encouraging goal. You know, this this was. Um, this this was a 2017 goal carried out by players who weren't there at 2017. Uh, um, um, Alison playing uh, the uh, the ball to to Chimikas, who then plays it to to Diogo Jota, who um, heads it you know very well into the path of Sadio Mane, who who was there of course. Uh, and who can just lay it off to, to Salah, who scores the goal? It, totally inevitable. You know what was happening um, f- from uh, the moment that Simikas, uh, you know, nailed that pass to to, to Diogo Jota, and uh, it. I, I thought, I thought it would be a nervy game, and it, it, it turned out to be a really soothing, <laughs> very good game that you know um, restored my confidence in this season. Yeah, definitely, Jay. The front three, or front four, as we should probably now call them, um, their their numbers this season are like they're absurd. Um, they are the top four players in XG in the league this season um, for the minutes that they played. So they're getting the chances, and more often than not, they're taking their chances. Jada. John is a funny one. We've talked about this before. Um, they're all just talked about there. The header through to Mane for the third goal is absolutely amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. There's nothing subtle about it. There's nothing for me know about it. He just pars it into Mane's path and he's away and he, he puts it across for, for Salah. His goal is sublime. So on Jada where he, for me, just gets a shot away as quick and as hard as he can. But you know, his first touch is brilliant. He cuts inside. I'm shouting, headed, headed, headed. And then he strokes it into an empty net. And I saw elements of his work off playing deeper in that little hole that Firmino normally does. He doesn't do as much as Firmino does, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he is now, he's now, he's now a first choice player, isn't he? Um, it's fifty-fifty. I think it's a it's a horses for courses sort of situation between him and Bobby. Um, obviously, at the moment we haven't got Bobby fit, so it's it needs must. And there was a knock for Jossa, so I don't think he's going to play midweek. Um, but he should be hopefully okay for the weekend. Um, but I, I think there's, there's games like like Man City, for example. You know, it's a, it's a Firmino type of game. And Joss is probably a better option off the bench. I some, I do think sometimes what when you're watching live in the ground, I think it, it, it's always different to when you're watching on the telly because you may be seeing things differently. You, you you're tracking players in a different type of way. But uh, obviously, you said you said you. It often a lot depends of, where you sit. It often depends where you sit. Yeah, as well. I, I like to sit behind the goal, so I, I you're watching on the TV from a side angle of the pitch. So you, you so you see things differently. Um, I like to see it from behind the goal. So obviously, then if you if you if I'm sat at the back of the cop and the first half of the pitch is doing stuff down the Anfield Road under the ground, then maybe I can't appreciate fully some of the things that he's doing because of the angle of watching the game. So I, I understand that. 
Um, but sometimes I do think he, he drifts through games. But what you can't take away from him is he always is good for the goal. He's clinical. Um, and he, he does. he's getting better with his link play. Um, I, I do think he's better from a wider position personally. Um, but he but can he find is, space. But he, he, he yeah, he's, he develops. Like the others can. He, he's developing, and what he what he can do more, well, not clinically, but more effectively than probably than Firmino is. He can drop that far, and he can be in the box within a second because he's got that pace. Where with Bobby, you know, like we've seen him at times, he, he's dropping into where like where Henderson and Fabinho and Thiago are, and then you know there's a void, and maybe that's by design so that. The, the wide forwards can come in, but Jota then gives you that extra body up in the in the box, and the more bodies you got in the in the top end of the field, the more chance you got to score, and then that proved so on Saturday. And I just thought it was at, at times we we just overpowered them, and he was he was a golfing class, and you you were saying that like Arsenal have been on a decent run, they they have to an extent, but they've not really beat anyone too good maybe Leicester but Leicester the second half of that game were, were much the better side and this was probably the acid test for them and it, I think the the level in class was evident when we wanted to to put it up into third and fourth gear and step onto them there was, there was no way out but then maybe we'll get we'll get into the fact that it was it was naivety from Arteta and Klopp's just a more experienced manager and knows what he's doing because if you get caught once or twice you go okay well maybe we'll try it one or two more times but to persistently play out from the back like they did and the way they conceded Joss's goal they, they should never have carried on like that but you know more, more for them because they did and it just led to more and more chances for us and I, I think if we wanted to and if it weren't for the keeper we probably could have run out that game about seven or eight and it wouldn't have even been a bad reflection upon the performance because we, we are levels above what they are. Yeah, see, we are levels above what they are. And I said to the mate in the first few minutes, they were knocking about the back and they were trying to play out and we were up really high. And I thought to myself, happy days. Yeah, you just carry on like that because I know you're trying to play next city and I get where you're, ethos is and a lot of admiration for you doing that but the way we're playing at the minute and the way our press is that's absolutely going to suit us down to the ground and it did and chief amongst and I've held this question purposefully back for you um, especially um, chief amongst the players out of possession that I thought absolutely stood out was, was Chamberlain um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's I know I know I'm sorry um, he's he's so predictable, Dave. Fuck I know, I know. It's, listen, <laughs> when it's when it's there to be done, it would be rude not to. Um, That's it. But he's he's the most precious on the pitch. Sixteen. Um, the Jonas goal. He's the one that's that spreads across field pass from left to right to to Trent, okay. and then all of a sudden he's the one uh-huh. who's steaming into Tavares. I think it is. Um, making him play a, a pass using his peripheral vision straight to Jota. And he did that all day. And yeah, his passing can still be a little bit loose and a little bit lax. And we saw that a few times as well. But that's that's a performance that potentially for me looks like a player that if we can get him enough consecutive games, we 
we can maybe have that tool that no other player can give us. It was excellent. He, he had a really good game. I mean, I think Arsenal played absolutely right into his hands. And I think what you were saying there before about um, how they were playing and what you were saying to your mate, and, you know, it was a bit like this, the famous Stevie Gerrard interview in thirteen fourteen. you know, all the best. Because it was like, what were you doing, really? It was it was absolute um, suicide. So, listen, he's looked in cameos this season already as if he could begin to offer something again. Then there were question marks in other games. I think it's, you know, it's interesting that he plays there off a base of Thiago and Fabinho. And, you know, he, he gets then the license to go and press and go and be that extra man and join and lead it, almost be the trigger, be the, um, almost the Lalana role for, for want of a better word. Um, and we've seen Nabi Kaida do that as well when, when, when he's fit and he's playing in there. So it's absolutely, you know, great to see him doing that and, and being able to contribute and, I'm not, I wouldn't say that he gives us something that none of the others do, but if he can do it to, to, um, to the extent and to the purpose and usefulness that, uh, that he managed against Arsenal, then absolutely it's great. Um, so yeah, fair play to him. He's hung in there. And we saw flashes, we saw flashes of this against Atletico as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I don't know. He's had, he had it, you know, even, Going back to the start of the season, he had a few decent cameos off the bench. Um, and then the one or two games where he looked, you know, the question questions were there again. But to be fair to any player coming back after so many injuries and such a long layoff again, you know, it, it's up and down. It's not linear. So it looks like he's back to somewhat like his best. So, you know, long may I continue. Yeah, Chief, I think that's, that's interesting you say that because I was just going to come to that. Um do you think we judge him a little bit more harshly because we forget that injury that he came back from because he was straight in from the preseason? Um, there wasn't like a, you know, we don't put it this way. We don't expect Joe Gomez to be at that level yet, so we probably shouldn't expect it of him either, should we? No, we shouldn't. I think it is probably a bit harsh and. Um... I think he's he's just he's in the category that a lot of people are are in the same ballpark. A lot of people are with with Naby Keita as well, uh, somewhat unfairly. Um, it's just a lot of injuries, and you know you begin to then get a bit harsher, perhaps. And it's illogical. Uh, it doesn't really make sense at all. So it's good to see him back, and as long as he can contribute and contribute in such a, a useful way, then it's just it's good for everyone, really. Yeah. Can I just say, mm-hmm. what, what I heard the stat the other day, um, he's played more in the last, well, five games of competitive action for Liverpool than he played all of last season. There you go. <laughs> That's so, a mad stat, like, It's it? a mad stat. He's played, I think, 380-something minutes, I think he's played across the last five games that he's played for Liverpool to last season, 280. Yeah, so this is a guy Jay was throwing in to 
Premier League football, elite level football, after literally not playing for what eighteen months. Yeah, and and, and it's it's so cliche, but Klopp always bangs on about rhythm, and you know it, it, it's no coincidence that if, if he does get a little bit of rhythm and he does play on a regular basis, which he has done across the last sort of say five weeks of of club football because we had that international break, then the chances are he is going to play better. And the one the one thing I'd like to see, and the same goes for Costas, which we'll probably come on to, is if a lad's playing well, leave him in. Don't 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 conform to like rep- reputations and because because Robertson and Henderson have done it in the past, but they might not be on form at the moment. That you, you feel like they've got to play. Like if these lads are in the shirt, then then they should be in, in in the team. They should be getting the starts, and then then that drives Henderson and Robertson on. That the two players, for example, in, in two positions we've highlighted, to be better. And all that then does is just make your squad better and makes the team better. Um, but while Klopp continues to say. Say Southampton on Saturday comes around and Robertson and Henderson are back in the team and Ox and Simicus are back on the bench, and that's that's only going to knock their confidence, isn't it? For the for the what is probably the, the bigger game, considering we've got Porto midweek, but we're already through in the Champions League. It depends how you perceive Champions League football when you qualified. But if Ibrahim and Butter is the league and those two lads come straight back in, then to me that would be a kick in the teeth. I think if anything, those two lads especially should be should be kept back from Porto and, and brought in straight back to the start 11 for Southampton. That, that's just my opinion anyway. Yeah, so they're all... I'm coming to you in Costas then since, since Jay's let us in nicely. Um, just a few statistics here. Um, and they don't mean anything. They're just statistics. You can read them in whatever way you, you please. Um, but anytime time this has been the pitch, we haven't considered a goal. Um, now, if you want to put that against our Champions League record um, and the goals that we've conceded, if you want to put that against our league record where we have conceded 11 goals, that is more than City and Chelsea combined. Um, Chelsea with four and City with six. And it makes a difference. And I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with Jay here. Um, what he it's 15 pressures, which is second only behind Chamberlain. Um, most tackles in the pitch, and he's crossed the ball accurately, just slightly less than Andy Robertson this season, and he's played far fewer minutes. And I, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm thinking to myself, what does he have to do? To own that shirt and lose it, rather than being the understudy. Well, you know, uh, I, I'd have to agree. It's um, you know, th- th- I think this game proves, um, you know, if if it wasn't already proven that that he that he, you know, just just could be the left back of Liverpool FC in 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 this season and um you know I, I'm a massive fan of of Robbo and I, I think we all are we, we know what he brings but yeah he, this season he hasn't been up to his best and there are lots of 
good reasons for that. You know, um, he has been uh, indestructible, but no one is. And then he played for Scotland and he played for us last season, you know, almost um, every game, I think, um, maybe even every game. Um, um, but now, you know, he, he has suffered some injuries, but he has also suffered, you know, a bit of bad form. I think the West Ham game was his worst that I've seen him for a long while, but um, but it wasn't an, an incident, I think. You know, he, he, he has been... Um, you know he has been showing some 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 loss of form for a while now. So and 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 and, and Costa Simicas was he was he was marvelous uh, against uh, Arsenal, I think. And this wasn't the first time. Uh, and it, you know his good performance was was also not an incident. So um, and I, I felt totally at ease uh, him being there. And he, he I don't I don't think he made any mistakes. And he was. Uh, doing well defensively, but also doing well, um, um, you know, um, with crosses, with passing, everything that we we want from uh, uh, our left back, he did. And I think, you know, in in my book, he would he, he should have earned that right to be the first um, uh, the left back at this moment in time. And and you know, by all means, I hope uh, Robo, um, you know, finds his form back. And 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 maybe finds even a, a, a another level, uh, but you know, um, at this moment, I'm I'm really comfortable seeing uh, the, the name of Kostas Simikas uh, at left back. He he has earned that shirt. I thought I would say. Yeah, I thought he was great. Really enjoyed his performance. Um, so if someone else's performance I enjoyed immensely was Thiago's. Um, just. Just poetry, isn't it? it? It's just so aesthetically pleasing. Um, you know, I've talked about Maddox being like a little bit ungainly, and I absolutely love him. But you know, if they did exactly the same thing, Thiago would just look better doing it, look better than anybody doing it. Um, and the start flying around is that with Thiago and Fabinho in the same side, starting we've played eleven, we've won ten, we've drawn one. Um, its performance is. Phenomenal! It's a 95% pass completion rate. It's the second most passes in the pitch. Um, creates two chances. He wins four to seven tackles on the ground, two to three in the air, um, two interceptions. He's he's, he's he's got it all. He's he's multifaceted. He's he's everything. And you know, for me, for me, he is the key to us. Challenging for a title this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that <clears throat> midfield combination of Fabinho and, and Thiago is is very much that. The more often we can get them on the pitch together, the more games we're going to win. The more games we win, the more chance we've got to win in the title. And I would the other thing with that, that chief is that if you've got those two on the pitch, basically every other midfielder that you've got there. They can go and play more of their natural game, and you're getting the best out of them as well. A hundred percent. That's that's the point. You know, you won't get a mid better midfield three than than one that contains those two. You know, in the Premier League this season, it, it doesn't exist. So, whichever whether you want to put Naby Keita in there, whether you want to put Chamberlain in there, whether when uh, Harvey Elliott comes back, 
maybe he goes back in there, whoever you want to put in there, you're going to get the best out of them and they can go on and do what they need to do in the full knowledge that, that everything else is sorted. Thiago has it all and when he's playing alongside Fabinho, he doesn't have to stretch ever. He doesn't have to get involved in um, late tackles. He, you know, you might see him stretch to win the ball, but he'll win the ball. He dominates. He sniffs out the danger. He cuts off so many, uh, so many would-be attacks at source. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Arsenal had no out ball, and the reason was simply those two. Any time there was a sniffer one, one of them was out um, in, uh, sorry, on top of it. And that was it, and setting the pace again for us. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to watch. And, you know, you mentioned the stats there. We've only had them, managed to have, have them on the pitch 11 times together since, he, since they've both been at the club. Basically, well, primarily due to injury. So, Let's just hope they stay fit for, for most of the remaining season. 50 Premier League games. 50 Premier League games, Chief. You know, they've been at the club for 50 Premier League games, and that's what we've got, 11 matches. they've managed 11, so it's, it's 20%. <laughs> so, let's, oh, you know, you can double that or treble that then for the rest of the season, then you're going to have serious numbers on the board. It's, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were really struggling in central midfield but you get you know it's and it's not just anybody missing when when you get the likes of those players back you know it's a, literally a different side so um brilliant uh, brilliant that he he looks fit he looks at his best and the pair of them do because uh, it often takes Fabinho a little bit of time to get back after being out with an injury which which he also was so um it's fantastic to see and uh, you know, there are a few better around. There, he is a joy to watch. I mean, um, it's a step up perhaps from from Adam Adam Lallana. In, well, in I the, might argue with you in that. the lovely player stakes. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> I don't uh, think yeah. you get much lovelier. No. I love the use of the word perhaps there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, another lovely footballer to add to add to the list of lovely footballers, Adam Lallana included. Jay, we're at a point where we're starting to maybe come to terms with the limitations we're going to have with our squad coming into African Nations Cup. Um. Mane and Salah are the two top goal scorers in the league. Um, they've taken more shots than anybody else in the league, the pair of them. Um, Salah's goals and assists. What is it? 18 goals and 18 goals and assists in 12 matches. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Um, and that's his first goal in three games. So I don't know what that tells you. Trials. But <laughs> that's right, exactly. So yeah, he's he's broken his duck there, um, which is great at the weekend. But, listen, uh, Taki Minamino is, I think he's dead good. Anytime I see him play, he's dead good. And, and I don't know exactly what the kind of reluctance is to get him on the pitch. But Klopp did say something about him 
after the game. Um, let me just find it and I'll tell you what he said. I should really have had this. He says you can't you, imagine. You had all the stats to hand. I know, I know, <laughs> but this was, but they're just numbers. I can write those down. Um, you can't imagine how happy I am with Kaki. He's an incredible moment, and today he was our solution from the bench for pretty much five positions. So, you know, it's always encouraging when Klopp comes out and says things about players like this because it's it, there's always a point behind it. There's always a purpose for it. And he comes on there, he scores, he, it's, his movement's great, he does exactly what you would expect Manny or Salah to do at the back post. And his goal record is eight goals from 24 games. That's not starts. So, listen, I think again, this is maybe another player that we've maybe been underestimating in how he can contribute to the team. Yeah, uh, I think I said on, it was post-Atletico, um, once we qualified that, we had this opportunity now to to involve players like Minamino and obviously other other squad players as well. But he is going to be pivotal to our squad role, especially in the African Cup of Nations when when the big boys are away. Um, and now we've got the opportunity to to give him minutes on the pitch and fully expect him to start against Porto. Fully expect him to start against AC Milan in a few weeks possibly get the, the Leicester game in the Carabao Cup. So there's there's three starts coming up over the next four or five weeks. Um which you could probably pencil him in for and and that's that's fine. Um and it is probably an unfortunate case that we've just got world class forwards. And you said we we've got a front four, including Bobby, obviously. Um and if this lad can can chip in with a few goals across this period then you know, arguably we've got a fifth option there. Um, the, the five positions, you know, I think it's been a bit a bit generous. You're probably saying, what, like any of the front three roles, but maybe... And then the two eights. Two eights, yeah. Or, well, which, or is, which is where he played for, which is where he played for Salzburg against us, right? It was more of a, a an advanced midfield slash like floating ten. He was sort of just if a four two three one was to play, then he'd be he'd be in the ten. Um, which you know, if if we are going to switch formation, which we can do, um, maybe that's how Klopp stressing it up, and you know, it, it it all depends on how he addresses it. But to to have the lad there and, and get him off the bench and score, and we we see him with Divock against West Ham, and he came off the bench and scored, and I forgot obviously when we done that podcast that he did. Um, but to have these lads available and, and contributing can only be a good thing because we are going to have to rely on them for the, probably four or five games if you if you throw in an FA Cup um, round three and round four. And if we progress in the League Cup, I think it's back-to-back that we're going to have to deal with the semi-final if we get through Leicester um, without the African lads. Um so, so it is going to be a big emphasis on these these squad roles um, to to play, and I, I think he he can offer us something. I I just want to see it on a more regular basis, and it, again, it, it ties in with what I said earlier on about Oxley Chamberlain and Simicus that Klopp very often just just plays to what he knows, and it's very easy sometimes to put Bobby and Jotter in even when they aren't performing or Mane last season, and not put some uh, not put. 
Minamino went, but now he's, he's not really got much of an argument. He's going to have to play him in January, so now is the time to integrate him and, and get him in the, the rhythm of, again, using cliche words of what Klopp's put out there, but they seem to pop up all the time, and if it, if it means something to Klopp, then obviously it, it means something to the squad. And I'm sorry, the tiptoeing round as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got anyone here in high heels. Um, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> they're all just to, just to stay on tacky for a little bit. Um, it's it's kind of a weird one. Um, you would maybe think, and I certainly thought when he joins, he's he's your Firmino understudy. He's the guy that can drop in. Do the pressing, link the play, you know, drop deep into the midfield. Um, he's, he's fairly press resistant. He's very technically good, um, and you're not relying on him just to put the ball in the net. But Jota's come in, and he's kind of he's been the alternative rather than the replacement for Firmino. The thing that Taki doesn't really give you on either side is just that raw pace. Um, that raw pace, which we saw, devastated Arsenal for the, the third goal. And I don't know, is that something to do with the reluctance? Because you maybe have to adjust things um, elsewhere on the pitch to kind of accommodate that? Um, that could be the case. But, you know, Bobby Firmino doesn't have raw pace as well. So, uh, you know, my view would be that... You know what I thought when I saw Taki in his, uh, you know, in his one and a half years that he has been uh, at our club now, uh, was that he? Um, uh, you, you mentioned the press resistance. I, he certainly has the, the the technical skill to to resist um, press, but I, I didn't think he had the the, the physical uh, acumen to to do so. Um, and w- when I saw, um, you know, he, he was only one minute. On the pitch, I think uh, for for one minute when he scored. So th- this was the the first moment that I could take a good look at him. But he looked like he had bulked up. Um, maybe uh, I just imagined that. But that that was wh- what I, um, you know, uh, s- uh, thought I saw. And maybe that's that's that that's key for him to 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 uh, you know to be able to to play in this team. In the in the Firmino role or in the, in the number eight role, he, he definitely lacks uh, the, the the raw speed that you would need to, to play at uh, you know at at either of the wings. Uh, I think Diogo Jota is more uh, suited to to be uh, you know a, a, a Mane replacement than 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 he would ever be. So maybe. Um, and and you know uh, that's what I thought when we got him that that he would be uh, the, the number ten or the, the false nine role, um, and and maybe he he will turn out to, to be that. And, and you know um, it was lovely to see that uh, how how everybody was was very happy for him to score that goal. You know uh, the, the it was uh, uh, it was the four nil, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the four nil. So it there, there was no the, the goal didn't mean anything for for um, uh, for us in terms of, of of winning the game or something like that but you know everybody was very very happy and and uh and and, and i think they were very happy for him to score that goal and and um and so he looked very happy it looked like a weight <laughs> off his shoulders nearly didn't it exactly and 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 what i 
thought I saw was some some bulked up shoulders. So you know, I I hope. And and, and the last cameo was uh, in midfield. It wasn't against West Ham. I thought he played well. Um, you know, for that short period that he played. So yeah, I hope that we can see more of him. You know, we, we just talked about Costas, who how he has stepped up and and you know maybe even um, sh- should be considered the, the first choice at his position. Uh, I don't think Minamino is is first choice uh, at any position at this moment. But you know, um, being a good understudy would be would be really welcome, uh, especially when we are anticipating to to not have. Uh, um, Keita, uh, and especially Salah and and Mane uh, for, for a couple of games. Um, yeah, th- this was uh, very reassuring. You know, I I had hoped to see more of him in the uh, and the, the the time that he has been uh, at at Liverpool. But you know, maybe he needed more time, and he is going to deliver from now on. It it, it looked really really reassuring, and um, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to, to see him more. Yeah, I I enjoy I enjoy the League Cup games just because I might get to see him or will I will get to see him, and he's normally good in those as well. Keith, the 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 there is there's no issue at the top end of the pitch. We're phenomenal. We're probably the best attacking team in Europe right now. It's 36 goals scored in 12 games. Um, you know, averaging three goals a game like that is. That's not normal by anybody's standards. Um, the four, as I talked about, the stats are best in the league. The four of them, one, two, three, and four. For me, I think it's first. But the issue does remain that you're still a little bit worried at the back because uh, just while you're finishing choking there, um, We've conceded 11 goals in 12 games, and that will catch up on you as it has. And as I say, you know, Chelsea 4 and 12, that's dangerously good, um, no matter what they're doing with their underlying stats. And City, again, 6, six in, in 12. So, was the midfield change something that made the difference there? Because the XG against was second best in the league. Besides, besides City, but we didn't compromise attacking either. I think I think we've had issues throughout the, the spine, apart from up front this this whole season. And we've talked, we mentioned earlier the centre midfield issues. We've also ha- had issues at the back trying to integrate a new centre half and uh, bring back two who <laughs> spent most of last season out with uh, serious injuries. So um, not not. Also, withstanding the odd game where we couldn't feed a keeper due to international guidelines and restrictions. So, it's not been very settled. Um, on previous podcasts, we've highlighted that issue. You mentioned there yourself um, certain combinations. Um, when they play, we get better results and thereby concede fewer goals. So, yeah, I think the Thiago Fabinho combination centre midfield played a big part. You're also back to Van Dijk and Matip and Allison the three uh, at at uh, you know the centre of the defence. And then you mentioned there old Costas. We have not not conceded a goal when when he's on the pitch or not losing a game. So you know it's it's also not 
um, not something that's off the record that Andy Robertson hasn't played so well this season and he's in fact often been at the scene of the crime where players have been left on side or mistakes have been made. Um, and let's be fair, he's played a ridiculous number of minutes over the last... Listen, this was always going to happen. Yeah. Um, he, he was, he's been running to the ground over a couple of seasons and it's no slight on anyone. He knew what was happening and allowed it to happen. We knew what was happening and, and exploited him. And, you know, we have to give him time to, to properly recover. But we've seen this with players before, other players as well. So totally. And it's not linear. You know, he's just because he's dropped off, it, it doesn't mean he's done. He needs to get back to his, uh, to his best, he needs to re- regain his his full fitness mentally and physically, and he's probably, to be honest, not that far off doing that. We're not talking about a fucking you know a year away from the game or anything here. We're just you know talking about maybe being you know given three four weeks off. Um, but I think it's a it's a combination of things. It also helps that Arsenal were not very good going forwards and didn't offer much and didn't really try to attack much, even at nil nil. They were set up to camp in and, and try and hit us on the break. So um you know that always always helps in terms of XG against. But I would say that when you've got that midfield duo there and Van Dyke and Matab there and Allison there you're probably not, hopefully, certainly not going to uh, concede goals like we have done at, at the beginning of this campaign. And we hope now that that defence is settled and that midfield will stay fit and we can go from there because the way we're scoring goals is great, but the way we have been conceding is not uh, not um, in keeping with, with any kind of meaningful title challenge. No... Jay, this this is potentially an issue. Now, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a bit of information, and you can take it one or two ways. But um, although we've conceded significantly more goals than Chelsea and City, they've only kept one more clean sheet than us. So I think it's eight clean sheets for the pair of them versus seven for ourselves. So that can be read in one of two ways, in my eyes, um, that either there are certain teams that are much better at working us out and putting together specific tactics and planning in order to exploit our weaknesses, or those games happen to involve certain players in certain positions or not involve certain players in certain positions. Um. You, t- you tempted me in um, because I had a rant about it last time. Uh, I know. Do you know, it's a difficult one. You, it it you, is. I mean, I'll start off with, with the first point I'll make is apart from Chelsea, we, we don't... We, when we concede, we concede in both. So we concede a three to West Ham, three to Brentford, two to City, two to Brighton. I think that's it. And then, yeah, and then Chelsea's a single goal. Um, so... And, that that, and, and then when we, when we can see it to Milan and Madrid, it's both. We can see the two each against mm-hmm. them. Um, so it seems to be a, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a it's a mental thing. Like when, when we can see it, we sort of doubt ourselves or we have a bit of a wobble. 
Um, it's funny we saw that stat with Manchester City. We've seen it for a long time. When they concede the first goal, they don't often win a game of football. Yeah, it it, it is a it is a concern, but like, you've still got to factor in Van Dijk's not 100. percent Like people think he is, but he's not. He's still coming back from a long, long injury, like a serious injury. And if you do watch him closely, there is times when you go, ooh, he, he's, something's not quite right there. Like he, he's a little bit off it. And he probably won't be right until middle of next year. I don't think like March, February time, when he's had like a good six, seven months of football under his belt. Um, and, you know, Masip, Masip has games where he, he cruises and glides through games, but sometimes like the likes of the Brentford game, um, that he, he gets, he gets, and West Ham, he gets, he gets rattled and, He's such a. I think it's just because he's his personality. He he gets flustered quite easily. He gets wound up, and there's little tantrums are funny to watch. But I think if it if it gets out of control, it spirals, um, and it all just goes a bit pitong, and then the whole defence is a shambles. Um, because obviously, if, if your middle's not not fully functioning, then you know it, it's all going to fall apart. Um, yeah, that you could you could lean into. You know, the players on the pitch at the times. Um, on, on Saturday, that's probably the best we've seen Army Field in weeks. Um, the balance was there. We had Fabinho doing all the mopping up. We had Thiago doing all the lovely stuff on the ball. And we had Ox doing all the depressing and chasing, but also doing a lot of the tracking. And that is my issue with Henderson is sometimes he is too eager to press and then can't get back. Um, I think that one with Chamberlain, you know, it's the first kind of significant piece of play is the the kind of block that he that he makes. It makes on Saka. Cross. Um, yeah. yeah, he gets a, he gets across him um, and and puts it back the way it came. And like that that's not the sort of thing you would associate with Oxley Chamberlain, but he's got that he's got that pace and explosiveness to get back in there and get ahead yeah, of the, that, the player as well. Like Henderson. He's he's what thirty one now, and he's had a lot of miles in them legs, and he just can't get about like he used to. It's just it's one of just one of the facts of a footballer's career. He just can't get back to what into position as as quickly as he used to. And you know, my my point of the criticism is he's labelled as a captain and a leader, and he should be knowledgeable knowledgeable enough to know when to go and when to stay and sometimes I think he just is too reckless and if you're labelled as a as a leader and a captain then you, you should be controlling your own game before you start shouting at others for their game. Um that that's just me personally like having a, a little bit of a pop but I think at the weekend you've also got to factor in that when Thiago plays with Fabinho it just gives us so much more on the ball. Um like just just control like what what we what we had with Wijnaldum. You can give him the ball, and it's safe. You know he's going to hold on to it. You know he'll he'll pick a pass. He'll give it back, but he's not going to give you it back in danger. Um, and it's it's just a bit of a safety net where none of the other lads really offer you that. Like Kaiser, Milner, Jones, uh, Henderson. It it's not really a safety net, and and I think. That that helps. Um, 
in, in the personnel factor of, of how many goals we can see because I think there is the stat when you made earlier on when they've played here we've won 10 and drew one and we've I think it's six goals conceded across them 11 games I could be wrong by a goal or two um, but but the record's pretty emphatic um, and if, if we can just keep those those lads in the middle of the park it doesn't matter who you put with them because as, again it's a horses for courses thing as, as I said up, up top but in a game that we needed someone to, to go and harass and I think home games you, you want you want the chaos, you want someone to go and harass and, and cause trouble up the field and the likes of Oxley Chamberlain is better if you go going somewhere maybe City away or Chelsea away and you want to try and retain possession, you want a bit more discipline if you can just say to Henderson you've got to keep, you've got to keep your discipline and keep your position then then that's the game for him um, and then obviously the other lads can, can come and fit in where where they're required. Um, but I think if you've got two of the three being Fabinho and Thiago, then you're not going to go far wrong this season if, if we keep them fit. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, they're all... We're, we're, we're back where we wanted to be. We're winning games, winning them well. We're, we're defending well. And it's probably, we talk about rhythm, it's probably not the best game next for us. It's a bit of a damp web as they say where I come from which means a firework that doesn't go off um, and we have this opportunity to rest players in a time that's coming up to the most demanding part of the fixture list and I just don't know how much of resting players that we'll actually see we we saw it last season away to Mitchellands, Jota plays when you think why is he playing and he, he's out for months. And I'm looking at kind of the limitations that we have in the midfield. And I'm just wondering what sort of a side that you think he will put out. Um, do you have an 11 in your head? Um, I, I think um, Klopp was remarkably um, straightforward and frank about, you know, um, um, after we we, uh, we we won against that, that Atletico and and were not only in in the second round but uh, or in the next round but also uh, as group winners, he said, yeah, that there's a lot of money to be to be gained and you know I, I think if you win it's 2.7 million euros and you know where I come from that's no money to be sniffed at. Um, I hope to make that money, uh, you know this year uh, i'm i'm only joking um but so i uh, you know, th- that that's a lot of money that you can you know do stuff with uh so th- we will try to win that game and i think uh, it won't be a league cup uh, um um 11 that that we uh, that we saw uh, and, and um, you know with 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 all the youngsters but uh, you know morton um played uh, in, in the game against Arsenal, it was his debut, I, I believe, in the, in the first eleven. You know, if you don't count the the, um, the League Cup, so in in the, in the Premier League, it, it was his, his debut, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe he he might uh, play a role. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how far back uh, Keita is. Um, I believe he I don't is. think we expect to see him anytime soon, to be honest. Okay, okay. So yeah, I, I wasn't sure about that. Um, but if if we're talking about you know on on the one hand uh, rhythm and on the other hand um, you know uh, an important game 
uh, at Saturday uh, on Saturday against Southampton because you know you, you we need to to pursue the leaders who are four points ahead so and and uh, and, uh, and the other ones are one point ahead so so we we we, we have dropped too many points at, uh, at uh, you know at this moment in time so we we, we need to accumulate um, as many points as we can. Uh, especially so because we, we are going to miss Salah and, and Mane. So, you know, it, it, it's not an important game, but we want to win it. I'm not sure how we will set up, but I, I think there will be some rotation up front because we all already are missing uh, Firmino. Uh, Jota came off with, with an injury. Um, you know, I hope to see Minamino. I, I, I thought uh, Divock... Uh, was only ill. If he's only ill, maybe he, he could be, uh, you know, recovered um, come Wednesday. I'd like to see some Konate and some Joe Gomez. Um, and yeah, m- maybe Trent needs some rest. I don't know, but yeah, he, he looks really fit, but m- maybe he, uh, uh, you know, he needs some time off. Uh, and uh, if Robbo's uh, has, has, uh, recovered from his hamstring injury yeah maybe he can play the the second string that we uh that, that we have given him given him right now uh, and we have a uh, fresh costas uh on saturday in the midfield we don't have many opportunities to 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 rotate so i i, I wouldn't know uh, you know maybe you you have a better idea than i maybe more I've absolutely no idea at all. See if it's it's see that this look to us is it's it's an inconvenience, let's be honest right now. To Porto it's anything but that they're sitting second in the group on five points. Um Athletico are behind them with four, Milan on one. Any one of those teams can next second. So that's kind of the position you put yourself in whenever you romp a group because you leave everybody else feeling behind you fighting for the scraps. So they're going to come, maybe sensing an opportunity, maybe hoping that we're going to compromise or start to level a little bit more. But like Klopp is not the sort of guy to throw a pair of kids out there in a situation like this and hang them out to dry, is he? No, I mean, I think it'll be relatively strong. I mean, I think you'll see... You'll see one of the one of the recognised front three. Then I think Menamino will probably start, and if Origi's fit, uh, he'll start um, in midfield. You'll probably see Jordan Henderson there, um, unless he's unless he's injured. But if he's if he's fit, I'd, uh, you'll probably see Henderson start. Um, what's the you mentioned Curtis Jones before? Is he definitely out? There's been no news on him, so I presume he is. I, I would say if he was available, he would be, he would have been available for the bench at the weekend. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's might... still out for a couple more weeks. Okay, so you might see. I mean, you might see one of the youngsters come in there in in midfield. Um, at the back, well, I think Allison starts. Put it like that. I think if Andy Robbo's fit, you probably see him start. Um, I think. You could start Nico Williams, given his recent form, um, particularly if you do start Andy Robertson. Whoever starts at centre-back, it's, it's strong. Uh, I don't know if you see Gomez, but you, you certainly probably see Kanate. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, it is strong. Yeah, Jota did play against Midtjylland, but they were still... It wasn't a full-strength team by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, not just Klopp saying, but in general, you, you know, for the for the, the integrity of the competition, you can't just put out a League Cup side. I mean, it's it's really not fair on the other the other sides involved. So he never does. We never do. Um, so there will be a few players that'll be out there, and, and we'll be going. Oh fuck, that's a bit of a risk. But at the end of the day. You know they're professionals, and this is the biggest club competition in the world. So <clears throat> you and and whatever what happened to Jota last year was also a bit of a freak. I mean, you can't you can't really legislate for it. I mean, you hope yeah, like you can't that. go through picking teams assuming that, that sort of thing's going to happen every week. Yeah, you the, can't the, live like a football manager. No, no, there's just there's just no way. Um, so. You know that's always that's always there's always going to be someone that someone says fuck why did you play him so you know Porto they got handed they got it handed to them again off us we're a real bogey team for them so they're going to come and the number one thing they're going to want is not to get humiliated so I think we're on a we're on a we've got a bit of a head start there um, to begin with the fact is that Anfield as well isn't it so that that's even better. Um, so yeah I expect to see a, a pretty strong side all things considered um, that he won't take any risks in inverted commas but it's not going to be I wouldn't have thought a, a League Cup effort alright then so on the Porto for no apparent reason um, thanks for joining us and until next time up the not that bothered about the next game Reds <laughs>